Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch, flying solo on hosting duties tonight. So with me, I have two of our awesome Mickey Dudes rotating commentators from South Carolina. We have Kyle Ostrand. I prefer a co-star. Duly noted for next time. I'm kind of... uh, Anyway. Yeah, so let's move on with your dad joke, please. How many apples grow on a tree? I don't know. How many apples do grow up on a tree? All of them. I don't get it. There you go. Yeah. That one's that one lost on me. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, they all grow. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It, it just wasn't funny. All right. But still, some of your dad jokes are kind of funny for the dad joke ones. That one just didn't have the luster that most of them do. So we're going to... Did you grow? We're going to bow out of this gracefully and get this train wreck back on track (laughs) by introducing our next co-star, Tim Sweska from Illinois. You know you have Disney on the brain when you're trying to pay for your gas with a magic band in Illinois. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me put it to you this way. Kyle disappointed, but Tim basically uh, saved the day with that one. No, no, no. Let, let's let's be clear. That was a very wonderful joke. It is not his fault that you didn't get it. That was a wonderful joke. No, no, it wasn't. And not... Okay, I, I tried to sell it. It really it, it was it hot was garbage, but I tried to sell it. I mean... But- but Dave, did Again. you grow? Did you groan, Dave? Did you go? Ugh. No, but I. But the fact that I didn't makes it not funny, and I'm the host, so my opinion counts. So, nah. Great. Kyle, let's uh, have a little bit of fun today, and let's talk about what DVC resale is selling right now on the website. But you know what? Walt Disney World's a big place, and we always talk about, it, and we always say we're going to branch out to other Disney properties. So why don't you give me the properties that are not on Walt Disney World property? This time, tell me what DVC is offering on those DVC properties. All right, sir. So I'm actually on the DVC resale market website right now, and the first thing I'm going to go to is Alani. And first one I pick up here is uh, Alani is two two hundred fifty points. Used years in August, ninety seven dollars a point, which is pretty darn good. Pretty darn good price. Then I'm going to go down to the Grand Californian, part of my uh, wish list. Flipping of the uh, mouse here. All right. You see here, Grand Californian, 160 points. Use here is August, $215 a point. Hilton Head, because H comes, with, H comes after G, which is right after that one. Hilton Head, 200 points. Use here, December, $92 a point. Again, not bad at all. And then down to old Vero Beach, down the bottom. Here we go. Here's Vero Beach. 200 points. Use your February, $68 a point. 
Wow. That's still right there if you ask me. Yes, yes it is. But anyway, if you guys go on, if you go, you go on the website, go to dbcrealestatemarket.com, you can see them all right there for yourself. And speaking of Joffrey's Coffee, today they had a pretty epic announcement. They have uh, released a new coffee flavor. According to Disney Springs tweet today, they say, To honor 90 years of Mickey Mouse, Joffrey's Coffee introduces Mickey's 90th anniversary blend, featuring a smooth, medium roasted coffee that is classic and delectable. Stop by and purchase a bag of caffeinated magic today. I guess they men at Tea Traders. You could also buy it at joffreys.com. I'm looking forward to uh, this um, new batch because uh, who doesn't love Mickey? So not only can you eat Mickey waffles now, you can drink Mickey coffee. So I have this funny feeling that uh, the caffeine in it is going to make me like uh, one of those 1920s Mickey's cartoons where uh, he's just bouncing off the walls. And that's not a bad thing. But I like your I like your Mickey waffle and Mickey coffee comparison right there. That's a thank you. I'm excited about that one. I like that. Thank one. you. I do. And just off the top, off off topic for a bit, have you ever noticed that early Mickey Mouse was just a jerk? Yes, and yes, I loved him. Oh yes. yeah, I did too. But he just needs to be like smacked upside the head in some of those early cartoons. He's not the lovable character that we all know and love now. He was just a little turd yeah. at that point. Hey, it was the 1920s and early 30s, okay? Right. It was the Great Depression. He was trying to get himself a little bit of work. You had to be assertive, okay? It's like Poor Mickey was just trying to eat. That's all he was trying to do. I mean, if Mickey Mouse kept going the way he was going, it'd be Bugs Bunny. Yes. Yes, he would. But Bugs Bunny kind of... Uh, cooled it down as time went on too that's true but you know even through the 30s and, th- and the 40s he still he still maintained his uh drunkenness but that's just the way he was mickey mouse again turned nice and cool and made a stupid little children's show on disney jr that i can't stand notice what happened what what happened he got a girlfriend Mm. He had a girlfriend right from the beginning because he was picking, from Steamboat Willie, he was picking her up by the panties. First he got the uh, crane to lift up her skirt, then he picked her up by her panties to put her on the, the boat. So, he was... I yeah. I respectfully disagree. I think about the first five years, it was nothing but mice with benefits. That's true. I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> you know that wouldn't surprise me, and if that's the case, go Mickey. I mean, Mickey, we were talking about Mickey was a jerk. I mean, let's face it. If that Mickey existed today, he'd probably wear Affliction shirts and drive a Dodge Charger. He probably I mean, he probably know. had something going on the side with Carabel, no. Carabel Cow, too. Fridge full of Monster Energy drink. You know? You know? He'd be, he'd be wearing skinny jeans and a freaking flannel t-shirt and, and, <laughs> and glasses who didn't, he didn't really need. Mickey, why do you have a tap-out t-shirt? Nah, he was probably he making his butts. way around all the cartoon uh, females at that time. It's almost like it's almost <laughs> like when Rizzo in the Muppets take Manhattan sees Brooke Shields and he's like, "Do you believe in interspecies dating?" And she says, "Well, I have dated some rats in my day." And then he faints. That is <laughs> fantastic. I love that yes. scene. Muppets Muppets take Manhattan is very underrated. Yes. 
it was the first movie I ever saw in the movie theater. And uh, oh. on a side note, uh, I was driving by a um, Dunkin' Donuts in my area, which happened to be closed. And I wanted to uh, see what time they opened because I had to uh, bring a box of Joe into work the next day. And more, normally, they're, normally they are uh, open 24 hours. And this one was actually closed by the health department. When I looked in to see the, uh, the times... I noticed just there were about maybe 10 rats running around the building. At that point, I walked away uh, singing, and just continued on to find another Dunkin' Donuts. Outstanding. All right, so today's topic, Disney past trips and Disney future trips. Kyle, you just returned returned from the world. Yes, I did. Tell us about it. All right, gentlemen, um, we went down for a family trip. The wife and two boys and I went down on August 17th. We left, we left South Carolina on August 17th. We drove down, and we stayed, and we got into Orlando about midnight 30, and we checked into a Doubletree Hilton on Disney Springs property, which we usually do because, you know, we don't want to waste a, a full, you know, a Disney Disney a hotel price for half a night. My brother does the same thing. Let me tell you this. We we got in at 12.30. We've been driving all night long or all day long. And we get in. And you know, when you check in the hotel, you got to put your credit card down just to reserve the room. Um, I'm tired. The wife's tired. The boys are tired. And if you've been the been to the Double Tree Hilton. They got a nice little big, huge lobby with a nice couch. And my wife and the kids sat on the couch. I went to, I went to go check in. And this lady, no names or anything like. I hate I hate complaining about service, but this really got my goat. When there, she goes, "What kind of credit card do you want to put it down?" I, was like, I got cash. Was um, we can't do cash. So what now? You can't do cash. She goes, "Let me go ask. Let me go ask." And she go back. She she went back to talk to somebody. Well, we don't know how to do cash, right? Okay, well, let me hear my credit card. Well, let me go. It's not the credit card on the reservation. Let me go ask again. At this point, my wife's yelling at me from across the uh, lobby. I'm yelling at her from across the lobby about her going back. So, anyway, we're just trying to get some sleep, get to bed. But it, it took about a half an hour to check in from, a, from, a, from that place, and we were just kind of mad at each other, everything. But my, I had a good old bottle of whiskey to calm me down when I got upstairs, so we're good. I'll be honest with you, Kyle. Mm-hmm. That's yes. an industry standard. When people went back when I was Ugh. working on the hotel, if they walked in and they tried to pay cash, I'd be like, "No, I needed a credit card. In the, I needed to swipe a card for a security deposit. If I had Ugh. to, if I had to uh, take a cash payment, I had to charge them double for the day. They had to pay for t- if they were staying for one night, they had to pay for two nights." They would get it refunded when they left, but to explain that, to have people when they were tired right. trying to figure that out, half the time, it just wasn't computing. So if they just took out cash, I'd be like, no, no credit card. You're not checking yeah. in. Now, Dave, mm-hmm. if they would explain it to me when I first tried that, yeah. I'd be like, okay, here you go. But the fact she had to keep going back to probably, she's probably new. Back, That's probably what it is. Now, That's why they put them now, at great. night so that they can learn because it's slower, so... That's exactly what she just was happened. New, 
God bless her for what she was doing, but again, wrong wrong place, wrong time, wrong. You know, it's oh, just yeah. a lot a lot of things compounding. I just want to go. Uh, to bed. I got you. That's it. And like, you know, let me put it this way: after twenty so, years in the hotel, she, like, I was one of those people that I just wanted to make it easy for everybody. So, if you had cash, I just told you no. If they said, "Oh, well, we did it last week," oh, our, uh, sorry, our policies changed. Right. And hence, Ugh. that's why I'm not working in the hotel anymore, like, because after 20 years, I just can't deal with customers anymore. I almost cursed one out, so I'm done. But again, like, if, if, it, if I can explain to us, we've been fine, but still, it turned to a big heartache. We just want to go to bed. But then the next day, we uh, went and saw family over in Lakeland, about half an hour away from Disney. And we came back, and we checked into the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Our first time there, and we got a... Savannah View in the Jumbo House with a bunk bed. You mean the Jumbo yeah. House? Not the Jumbo House? What did I say? The Jumbo House? Yeah, the Jumbo House, not the Jumbo House. That's what I said. No, That's you said. Ten four. But um, our plan was to just hang out and not do anything, but the boy and I, the older boy and I, decided to go to Hollywood Studios and take part in star tours and the star wars fireworks which i can't think of their actual name of which is i'm sorry not very good no they're terrible even my father one time like it. said to me at the end of the show he's like that sucked it was not very good i did not the star wars fan i am the star wars geek i am i did not like it um it was just it was corny it was cheesy all it was was um, just clips of the movies put on um, projection projection onto the Chinese theater, and I was like, "Yeah, no big." Eh. I was not blown away by, at all. And then we decided to get a minivan on the way home, on the way back to Animal Kingdom Lodge, and that was a pain in the butt because of all the construction going on in Hollywood Studios. The minivan doesn't have a minivan line so they had to come in with the traffic and leave with the traffic oh yes so that was pretty annoying Um, I always got to give you props Kyle I know know it's because your kids are in school and everything and you got to go at that time but Oh, brave in the Florida Florida heat in the middle of July, middle of August. Props to you, buddy. It's really the not that bad. Was not, the weather was not that bad. Huh. It was okay. hot. It was hot, but not like you like I thought. I thought, I thought it would be horrible. Oh, here's, okay. what I've, well, that's, that's, here's what I've noticed not, about Florida in the summer. Most of the time, it's overcast skies. So, yeah, you're going to deal with the humidity. But the heat, it's... Well, you expect Florida heat, so it, it is it is warm, it's bearable. but it's bearable. Yeah. It's the days where it's the really rare days when you have a blue sky and the sun is beating right down on you. That's when it gets oppressive. But most of the time, especially since it's the rainy season and there's always clouds rolling in, it's actually doable. A lot of people really will say that they're not going to go during that time. But if you uh, just, you know. If you just prepare a little bit, just maybe bring something to cool you off, take a break during the day, or plan to be in uh, inside during some of the um, 
for some of the indoor attractions, it's actually kind of doable. Yeah, it was the weather was not that bad until Wednesday. Wednesday was pretty horrible. It was the blue skies and no clouds, no clouds whatsoever. That was our Hollywood Studios. That was our last day in the parks, and it was. I think it was a combination of the heat was a little worse than usual, and we were tired from touring for four days straight. But it was not a good day for us. We uh, went to Epcot on Sunday. We actually did, we just did a half day. We rode. We did Soren. We did um, Test Track and Mission. Oh, not Mission Space, but Spaceship Earth. Went back to the hotel, took a nap. We're like, we're going back to Epcot. Nah, we went to Disney Springs instead. It was pretty good. And let me back up a little bit. I forgot to tell y'all. Um, if people of the show, you guys know, I've told you about this already. Um, my younger boy Jake, who's autistic and epileptic, he was the first time ever. He was on a uh, on a medical diet to help control his seizures, which was horrendous. But now he was off the diet. It was the first trip with him off the diet, which That's was outstanding. It was outstanding until it turned out to be horrendous. Uh oh. Oh. Because he was hungry. All it was good. He was off the diet. He wasn't restricted, but he was hungry all the time. He um for the the diet he was he was eating a lot of fats, a lot of less carbs. He was filled. He was a he had a he had a filling had a, a good filling meal all the time, but now it's just empty carbs and candies and cookies and kid stuff. So he was hungry all the time. So yeah, he had a little more breakdowns than usual, but they're manageable with snacks. But the first day was horrible because we were out where was norm, anything like that. He we had we had to take a break, go home, go back to the hotel. Um but as, as the trip went on, it got a little better, a little better. Uh, Monday. Before you I go with Monday, was that, the, was that the first yes, litmus go. test for you uh, dealing with uh, him being off the diet? Or how long has he been on the diet yes. since? Yes. Um, he was on a diet for two years. Um, he was, he's been off the diet for about two months now. And we have learned from this te- from this litmus litmus test, as you put it, was the first day is probably going to be horrible because it's going to be out of his comfort zone, out of the norm, out of his uh, routine. So now you got to build a routine around Disney World. Like I said, it gets a little better. Um, like I said, it gets a little better as, as the trip goes on. Good to know. Yep. Okay, what about Monday now? Yeah. Monday, where did we go? We went to... That was Animal Kingdom Day, I believe. Yes. We did... Um, Everest. And the new um, Up show. Up uh, the Fights of Wonder show. Did not like it. I'm not crazy about it either. Oh. I, I actually fell asleep on it. I think the original show had a whole lot more content, a whole lot more entertainment behind it. This one was just silly. I mean, it was a it was a good show, decent show, but I think the old show had a, had a whole lot more 
more uh, bird stuff. A lot more entertainment to it. That's a shame because that was a really good show. It was. I love that show, but it's just. I think adding Russell and Doug. Yeah, I found it made, stupid. It silly. That and yeah, and then just the continuity. Okay, they're supposed to be in India. They have Indian uh, show host. They're making it. Yes. They're making it that they're they're in India, and then they're finishing off with a bald eagle. It's like. Mm, come on, uh, the bald. Hey, the bald eagle is oh, great. I love I the bald eagle, and you know what? The, the I, I have that... a. I every time I every time I see it, I have I have this I have this very patriotic feeling. My my only thing is that bald eagles are indigenous to North America, not Asia. Mm-hmm. It just didn't fit True. with the. It just didn't fit with the show. I love I love the okay, bald eagle. I see where you're going right there. Yeah, I did. I did notice. Yeah, the whole Indian theme. It was just. It was all I mean, the original show was just a guy coming out, a guy or a girl coming out and saying, "Hey, it's and talking about birds like you're on, like you know, watching the Crocodile Hunter kind of thing." It wasn't a big hoopla. This thing it, it turned to a hoopla on a show. I don't think it was necessary. Too much stuff for stuff that didn't need to be there. And then uh, we did uh, Kilimanjaro Safaris at night, and that was pretty awesome. Hmm. Our first time doing that, and we're going we're going along. We're we're like one. The act, we did a fast pass for it for the eight o'clock showing, eight o'clock ride, and the park closed at not eight thirty. And the wait the wait time said fifty five minutes, and everybody's like, eh, "Oh, glad we got fast pass." We went in through. There's no line whatsoever, and I heard someone behind me say, "Why is why'd you put why'd you put an hour wait on there?" And he said, "It's Disney magic." They're try- basically, uh, basically, they're trying to keep everybody away from Kilimanjaro Safari, so they can close down early. Well, yeah, easy easy way to clear the park, and not, right. yeah. But we rode we rode it, and it was a decent it was a decent show. The the host was pretty good. We had a, a big Disney nerd in front, so he he was pretty fun to deal with. Um, we're we're riding on riding on the trail, and of course, some of the don't ask me to name the deer, but some big old deer, moose looking things, just walk across the road. All the animals were out. The lions, first time ever seeing lions out and moving around. What they roaring? Were in. They were not, but they were actually moving around. Were the hyenas out or the wild dogs? The hyenas was sleeping. I saw him sleeping, but I did I did see the baby hippo. That was oh, pretty very cool. cool. The baby hippo and mama were doing some kind of it was some kind of play play fight. Of course, mama kicked his, kicked his butt, but you know it was amazing to see you know essentially nature happening in front of your eyes. Mom's trying to teach him how to fight. But you know, like I said in the past, Kilimanjaro Safaris is probably like one of our favorite rocks. Rides in animal, animal, animal Kingdom. You, park, you left five, out an important world. thing about that. Did Stella make an appearance? What's that? Stella. Who? Probably not, because who's Stella? The baby elephant. Nope. Ah. Uh, no, didn't see Stella. But you saw the hippo, so the that anim- makes up for it. Yeah. The animals were active enough. Um. Let me see here. That was that was Monday, right? Yep. 
All right. Uh, we didn't have anything for. We ate flaming cheese. We ate flaming cheese barbecue. It was pretty good for barbecue. And then Tuesday was Magic Kingdom Day. That was interesting. We spent all of the morning time in fans. We. We spent all morning time in the Fantasyland, Tomorrowland area. We did Seven Doors, Mine Train, Winnie the Pooh, and Space Mountain, and TTA avoided the Speedway. Thank God, my first time my boy didn't ask to go on a Speedway. I hate that ride with a passion. We went back to the resort and took a nap and came back and did Jungle Cruise, Big Thunder Mountain, and Splash Mountain. We actually saw the fireworks from the Splash Mountain for the first time ever. That's fun. That was fun. We were we we started riding we started riding toward the end. We didn't get it toward we didn't get it on the drop, but you know when you do the initial outside uh-huh. part of the of the ride, we saw the fireworks. So that was amazing. First time ever doing that. I'm surprised that uh, you were able to uh, get past uh, Tomorrowland Speedway. Because I can imagine, I've never done it with that young of a child, but especially a little boy. I can just imagine, you, you have you have a touring plan that you're trying to follow to like maximize time. Right. And they see that ride, and I'm sure once they see it, they, they're just their little eyes just bulge out of their head. I can yeah. I could drive and I can just see that that becoming a major uh, priority for them and telling one no with that that hmm, yeah I don't think I I don't tell him no but don't also I also don't encourage uh, okay I, I get that like if he says if, if my boy says I want to ride tomorrow Tomorrowland Speedway I'm gonna put my head down and say all right let's go. But it's just, I hate that ride. I hate that attraction. It's so, it's, it's so bad. It is a nice one. Uh, it's it's also... only a matter of time. Before oh, go ahead. Go ahead. It's just, it's only a matter of time before it's scrapped. I it's don't not know be about that, honestly. It's being shut down for the Tron coaster. Well, the pad of land, not being scrapped. the pad of land that they're doing the construction on is right behind the speedway, actually. So it's, uh. It's going to be extend, extending the park behind it. I think you're going to be uh, accessing mm-hmm. it through that little uh, walkway. Uh, yeah. So it actually, there is no reason to actually close close it down to scrap it. But I think that to, to scrap, I know the parks are not a museum and everything, but I think there would be a real problem getting rid of the Tomorrowland Speedway because that's where a lot of people had their first taste of being behind the wheel. And it's just, it's become such a rite of passage for children that I think that it's kind of, it kind of would be messed up if they did get rid of it. Yes, granted, they're going not even seven miles an hour, but it's still one of those thrills that is Disney magic at its best. Now, if I was about, you know, a foot shorter and about about 100 pounds lighter, I might actually enjoy it. But no, it's not good for me. 
Now, speaking of Tron, if you go ride the Barnstormer and stay in line, and stand in line, you can actually see the uh, coming soon Tron poster on the outskirts. It's the only place you see it. I went and uh, tried to check out what I could by driving behind the Magic Kingdom up by the Central Shops, as, uh, which are technically cast member only roads, but. Uh, I just did a oops. Yeah. And plus my friend lives uh, down the I'm road sorry. right right from there and everything. So all I had to say was, oh, I was just following my GPS to 7-Eleven, which is right outside of Disney property uh, across the way from the class parking lot. But a bad I idea. pretty much, uh, my last house was in Winter Garden right behind there. So I basically just took those roads because if I was leaving Disney property, it wanted me uh, with GPS to go on a toll road. And take me 20 miles out of my way. I'm like, yeah, no, I just GPS to the contemporary and I just continued on from there. Right. Once I got off property, it was like four miles away. Yeah, it's just, <clears throat> I saw a little bit of construction behind the barnstormer. I saw the sign, but it's, it's bare bones minimum right now. It's just more clearing than anything. Then, all right, we're going to Wednesday now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wednesday was Hollywood Studios Day, and that was part of the hottest day of our trip. We went there. We did Star Tours again, and we did um, I forgot what we did. We did uh, that's actually all we did. It was so blasted hot. My wife and I were like. We can't do it anymore. Went back to the hotel. And we hung out for a little bit. I took a nap. We went to the pool. And went to Disney Springs that night. And had a Raglan Road for dinner. Which is actually our second time in the trip. And our second time over, overall. My wife, my wife looking for a... My wife went look, looking for a Dooney and Burke... Dooney and Burke purse purse and i just went to go get some booze what did you think of raglan i loved it with a passion did um, you have the spuds we had i think i had the spuds the spuds on i had the potatoes um let me tell you, tell you the truth you know raglan road has been on my list for years never been there in the course of this trip, we went twice. The first time I got fish and chips, which were god amazing, and then I got the the heavenly ham on the second time, which was good. But the fish and chips are probably my favorite thing on Disney Springs property. Then you did not have the spuds. I didn't have no, the spuds. spuds. No. Yes, sir. Whatever okay. you said. Now speaking of Ragon Road. You know that the dancers up there. Both times, the dancers came down to my kids and said, "You want to go? Y'all want to go up there and, and do a dance?" My first time, my boys said, "No, I don't want to do it." My wife and I were, you know, hemming and hawing and making fun of her for not doing it. The second time we went there, my, my boy's a huge Lego fan. He loves Legos. My wife says, if you go, if, if, before you, before you even went into Ragnarok Road, my wife was like, if you go up there and dance, we can go get you a big 
Lego. Was oh no, I'm not going to do it. Well, here's the deal. The dancer came down and asked him, "You won't come dance on stage." Oh, I reiterated, "Big Lego." He said, "No." I said, "Boy, if you go up there, I'll give you. I'll go. I'll go to the Lego store with you and buy the Sandcrawler Lego, which you all know it's about 145 dollars Lego." He still didn't do it. I want a Sandcrawler. Pretty bad. Something to push him for next time. Nope. I'm going to Sandcrawler for myself next time. <laughs> no. But yeah, this is a pretty good trip. Again, this is Jake off his diet kind of thing. It went pretty well. It's just we, got re- we had to realize in ourselves... We got to pack more snacks, pack more drinks to take the park with us. Um, he loves he loves Disney World French fries. As if we go, if we went to a restaurant, like we actually went to Fifties Prime Time um, restaurant, and we were sitting down, he was starting to have a little bit of a fit, a little bit of attitude. We asked the uh, waitress calmly, but um, calmly but firmly, we need fries. Just I got I got some for you. Came out in like five minutes. He was good. Um, we at we at Sanaa we ate at Sanaa for the first time. If you guys saw me on the on the chat, not my favorite, but I can see I can see why people like it. It was good, but the whole African Indian curry kind of flavor is not my thing. So. It, it was decent. <clears throat> but if you do go to Sanaa and you like spiciness and you order the bread service, ask for the 10th sauce. I don't know what it was, but it was spicy. Very spicy. I thought the best part of uh, Sanaa was the bread service. I was not impressed with my entree. Uh, it just it lacked a lot of pizzazz. I felt like... Uh, I felt like it was mainstreamed, mainstreamed up. I mean, I've had better food at uh, my local Indian place. Yes, I don't have a local Indian place, so. Now you see, I enjoyed it. it. Was, uh, the bread service I thought was phenomenal. Right. But, I mean, just the like, you know, um, my wife had the butter chicken. It was just very, very bland. And I mean, I understand it's not you know hot, but you should you should, you should still have a lot of flavor in there. And I got a red curry, you know, I got a red curry and I was expecting more spice. It just, they, they just kind of let me down. I mean, now the one thing is I'm definitely going to give it a shot again because I've heard good things. And like I said, I'll go back just for the bread service. It was fantastic. Uh, But, and I just, I was very underwhelmed. But then again, then again, I also compared it to the other restaurant in Animal Kingdom, which is Jico. And Jico to me is just it's it's gotta be my top three on property. Right. I can see that. So now I was like you said, it was the my wife actually got the buttered chicken. I liked it, but it just tasted like chicken tomato sauce. Yeah, I it's special. I felt like yeah, I I felt the same way, Kyle. I thought it was way too acidic. I didn't feel like there were too many spices in it. It just it, it didn't pop the way an Indian dish should. Right. Right. All right. Anything else on your trip? I'm trying to think. 
I really didn't do anything too much new. Um, I did do the minivan. Like I said, the first time Hollywood Studios kind of was not good. But we, not, not, because of the, not because of the driver or anything like that. It's just, you know, they, had, they didn't have a dedicated lane. They had to go through the traffic. And in the traffic is all the new construction going on. Um, so, but we went, we did the act, we did a minivan again on Magic Kingdom night. We were tired. We were, we were beat. It was almost midnight. And it was like, I told the wife, I told my wife, it's like, instead of waiting, waiting for a bus to get to Animal Kingdom Lodge, let's go get a minivan. And if you go to Magic Kingdom, they actually have a minivan spot in the bus loop, which is good. And we don't, and we, we ordered a minivan. It got there within nine minutes, and yet I don't care if 14, 15 uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge buses came by. You don't beat a nice car ride AC on the way back to your, your resort. Our, um, our driver was amazing. He was a pretty cool guy. He, he was actually worked at concierge, concierge at Animal Kingdom, Animal Kingdom Lodge before he went to uh, drive minivans. I was going to ask if you got my buddy Dan, who's been doing it lately. He, uh, I didn't get his name. Now, uh, Dan works uh, dispatch at Reedy Creek Fire Department for his regular job, and on his days off, he drives a minivan. So, it would definitely, you definitely did not get him. He was never a concierge. Right. Yeah. This guy, like I said, it was good. He he kind of read me a little bit. He started talking a little more uh, uh, loosely on the lips. He didn't cuss or anything like that, but he kind of like you know, he started talking a little, Kyle. That makes sense. Yep. Oh, and here's a another uh, tip. Uh, if you did have a bad day at Disney, tell your minivan driver because they're able to do guest recovery and they're going to be the ones that are going to try to calm you down. And they can make a little magic and they can pull out their little checkbook and write yeah. out uh, paper fast passes for you for the next day. Obviously, you can't get on flight yeah. flight of passage, but something to keep in mind. Uh. I forgot to tell you again. The first, my first minivan experience. I'm sorry. Um, I actually remember her name. Her name was Kelly. Excellent, excellent, Blonde? excellent. Uh, no. Okay, because I had a Kelly one time, and she was absolutely amazing, and uh, older, older lady. Uh, and uh, I gave her a cast compliment on the uh, twitters. I didn't do. I didn't do all that for. Her. I gave her a good uh, tip, and I gave her a good recommendation on Lyft on the Lyft app itself. But again, my child uh, Jake, he needs medication. He needs medication at night, and usually he takes. He usually gives medication with his, with fruit, and it was uh, about ten forty five at night, and I had to get back to Animal Kingdom Lodge by eleven in order to go to the snack bar to the uh, the uh, souvenir shop and get some kind of fruit form before it closed at eleven. Um, she showed up. I can't. I kind of gave her the uh, hint of you know. I don't care what you gotta do. Just get back to Animal Kingdom Lodge by eleven. Well, we didn't leave the parking lot till eleven fifteen because of the traffic. And she says, "Hey, there's a speedway right across the road. Let me go take you over there. Might have some fruit for you." Well, there they had fruit. Uh, Pat, you know she. she we had. That fruit, so my boy can take his medicine at night. So, Miss Kelly, I get your last name, but Kelly went went well above and beyond what she needed to do to make sure I got back to my back to my resort 
and it make my family happy. So thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Always next time, try to get a picture of them. Tweet it out. Actually, though, I did find out that if you tweet uh, at WDW today, they get so many of them that some of them get lost in the shuffle. If you really want them to right. uh, get their uh, cert, their uh, recognition because they'll go directly in their file, go to either Guest Relations mm-hmm. or go to your concierge at the ho- hotel and do right. the cast compliment there and then tweet them because they'll get it right away. It will definitely go into their file for uh, possible promotions or whatever later on. That okay. Way. So just just a little tip because I love gi- I he- love giving cast compliments. He- can you explain that a little more to me? I never heard of that until like recently. Okay, so if you go onto um, Twitter and you hashtag uh, cast compliment, take a picture of your uh, cast member and also their, um, get to, so you don't necessarily even have to take a picture of them. Get their name and their location and you just tell them where they were working because they can easily figure out who it was based on that information. You give them a time and everything mm-hmm. and you tell, you you tweet at WDW today. That's the Walt. Dis- that's the official Walt Disney World guest relations Twitter. Uh, you you send them that tweet, let them know uh, what uh, the cast member did with a cast compliment. They'll thank you. Sometimes what they do is they will uh, find that cast member and they'll take a huge piece of cardstock with your tweet on it. And they'll give it to them, and they'll take a picture, and they'll tweet it out to you, and everything that they got, they got their cast compliment, and all that. And it always, That's yeah, pretty cool. Uh, again, there are a lot of them that come through during the day. They are inundated, so sometimes some of them do get lost in the shuffle. Talking to a couple of cast member right. uh, friends of mine. So, uh, if you are gonna do that, fine. It is, it is a good way to get them recognized, especially if they are trying to go later on for promotions and stuff like that, if they have a whole bunch of those in their files. But if don't just use don't just rely on Twitter because there's a chance they might not get it. So always uh, make sure that you go over to Guest Relations, too, if you want to give a compliment. Okay. Next time I'll do a little better than the Lyft yeah, app. But that works. Because they help me out a lot. Awesome. All right, now, so... Um, of course... Uh, can I do yeah, one more sure. thing? I keep... I, 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 we, we ate at Garden Grill one day, which y'all want to know. It's, it's in the Lane Pavilion, and it's ran by Chip and Dale, Mickey Mouse, Pluto, and that's it. Well, Jake, his favorite character is Pluto. Is a, his favorite characters are Chip and Dale. And... He carries around Shimondale all the time with him, so we went to Garden Grill because you know that's best place to go. Food was decent. We went for breakfast. Food was decent. It's typical Disney breakfast, you know, eggs, bacon, sausage. Nothing special, nothing great, but good enough for a filling breakfast. And of course, Jake had his Shimondale um, um, plushes, which I think Dave got us last time. Thank you, sir. Actually, it was Chuck and Heather and, uh, who were able to get that yep. one. So. I'm not gonna take yes, right. credit for that. I, I put both. I put yeah, put both of you on the mission, and Chuck found it. So yes, that's all I got mixed up. Sorry, Chuck, you're the greatest. Dave, thanks for looking. And um, it was this is this is probably the magic, the most magical thing, I, magical thing I've seen at Disney World in a while was you know, uh, if you've ever been ever been to a uh, a uh, 
character dining experience. You know, they come around, the characters are walking around and come to the table at least once, or theoretically once during your meal. Um, they saw Jake with his Chippendale plushes, and they came by three times. Um, just to say hi to him, take pictures with him. And one was one was Chippendale. His chip, his chip doll got attacked by a dog, and so it has no nose. And Grandma was kind enough to sew the face on best best as he could. And the best way I can explain the way Chip looks around, it kind of looks like Voldemort from Harry Potter. And Chippendale came by, you know, make fun of the doll. Where's where's his nose at? Making fun, but you know, it's that was the most magical moment of of uh. My trip right there, you know, the fact that these characters, these cast members make took time out of their day to give my boy a little extra. That's always the best. And, uh, yeah, so uh, I told my waitress about that. And I didn't, I didn't do a guest relations card or anything like that, but I didn't let it know that someone, I did let someone else know that it was pretty magical. Awesome. Yeah. All right, now. Tim and I are both having trips coming up. I go all the time, so my trips aren't uh, as special. So, Tim, we're going to use the rest of this time. Tell us about your plans for your upcoming trip to the Epcot Food and Wine Festival. Well, I am going to use this time to give a... uh, The short time we're going to have down there to give a comprehensive review on a lot of new food and beer pairings. They have even more local offerings from more local breweries, uh, area breweries, Florida breweries. Uh, They are really giving uh, a lot of attention and really kind of just expanding out. There's um, the one thing I've noticed is they're going to be carrying some different, uh, some different imports. They're going to be carrying some different American crafts. Uh, they're actually starting to even branch into some of the uh, hard waters, the hard sparkling waters, which is actually starting to pick up a lot of steam with the craft beer community. So I'm really, I, I'm just, I'm ex- really looking forward to this trip. There's a lot of, a lot of new stands where, uh, I just, it's it's going to be kid in a candy store. It really is. Uh. Especially with Spain has something. I am trying to find it as we speak. My apologies. It is something that is just completely amazing that I have to read the description to describe this. Ah, here it is. Uh, Charcuterie in a cone with imported Spanish meats, cheeses, and olives with an herb vinaigrette. I'm looking at it right now. Um, Holy crap. Charcuterie. In a Here's cone, thing, gentlemen. What, what kind of cone? <clears throat> Wait, no, no, hang on, hang on. Buzz Killington wants to say something I about it. it. <laughs> I had but... it last year. My father and I shared it. We weren't impressed. But it's charcuterie. It, yeah, but it wasn't good. The cone is not an edible cone. It's like a uh, like, it's 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 like a grass mat type uh, cone. It's like some type of uh, sustainable thingy that's wrapped up it's cone shaped and they basically just throw the charcuterie in there it wasn't good 
Are you kidding me? The, the cone's not even edible? No, it's not an edible cone. Oh my god, what a swing and a miss. Oh. You just ruined his dreams, man. Well. Way to go. Thanks for telling me Santa's not real. <laughs> uh, I was waiting. Santa's real, kids. Santa's real. Tim's a liar. Well, I'm just. It's I still, just didn't I'm want still, to. As far as parents, hey, don't listen to us when your kids are in the car, okay? It's not my hey, fault. I just. All I wanted to do is just let you know right now so that you don't get yourself too excited. Where if that's one of those main things that's going to be like really the driving force of your trip, that's going to be like you're high on your oh. do, high on your to do list. I just wanted to knock it off right now. Obviously, definitely try it. You know, we have different tastes, so you might enjoy it. But I just didn't want you to set yourself up for disappointment, like I felt when I when I tasted it. Now, again, no, no, no. The the heads, no. The heads up is appreciated. No, I, I believe me. It's it has. I'm I'm very glad you said something, especially. No, if, especially with you pointing out that the cone is not edible, that is no that that is that is a friend watching out for another friend, and that is also rightly calling out Disney on whiskey tango foxtrot, folks. Why do you not have an edible cone for charcuterie? You can do this. You have the sweet and savory. This is your chance with a waffle cone. They do chicken and waffles. Why can't you do charcuterie and waffles? It doesn't say ice cream Tim, cone. I, I, if it was a bread stuff, cone, you know? if it was that. a bread Trade cone, maybe that. that could work. This is more. It's almost like you take a straw mat and they just cut it and then roll it into a roll it into a cone or like those old uh, those old uh, arts and crafts cones that girls used to make princess uh, hats with and put like the little uh, see through. Uh, Hanky at the end of them, and then think of that's, it like that. That's horrible, man. Well, then why don't we? We might as well just drink out of the toilet while we're at, <laughs> at it, since we're acting like such unrefined savages. But oh, I love charcuterie, man. Don't don't ruin it for me, man. No, 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 no. I'm I'm so believe me, I'm going to be hitting uh, the charcuterie. It's still there and everything, but it's just like you know, you, they give you a fork and you just they, it's just it's basically just a bowl to hold it. Yeah, okay. I. No, I I get, I get where you're coming from on that, Dave, and that is, that is definitely a letdown because you have, well, it, it's, it's, it's almost the food equivalent of watching old school. You know, you look at it and go, "Wow, you had such potential, and this is what you came up with." <laughs> so, yes, that's right, kids. Uh, that's right, kids under forty. Will Ferrell is not funny. Okay, he's not. We're telling you right now, sorry, but you're never going to convince people who grew up with Mel Brooks and Monty Python that the fat guy from USC is funny. So, moving on. Anyway. I don't like Will Ferrell. I'm under 40. <clears throat> so, I I can't help it. The USC thing really puts a, another knot on it, either, too. Is, you know, when you go to the University of Spoiled Children, that one, no. He did uh, do a pretty good video on, or show on HBO about baseball teams, but that's another story. <laughs> But uh, one thing I'm really also looking forward to, I mean, obviously the Food and Wine Festival is going to be great. Looking forward to hitting up the Light Lab. Looking for uh, Another thing that I won't be able to be there for a lot of it, but one thing that I would definitely encourage any of you going down, uh, any of the listeners, all ten of you, nine of you since I told you not to listen with your kids in the car, um, is that there are some fantastic speakers 
on these low-cost beverage, uh, like the food and beverage pairings and the culinary seminars, they are $17 a piece. And those reservations are filling up so quick. For $17, you can listen to a 45-minute seminar. There are... Uh, you know, there are, there's a proprietor coming over from one of the leading uh, Riesling vineyards in the world from Germany coming over there when we're going to be down there. Uh, I was trying to get in to see her, uh, Barbara Selbach, and unfortunately uh, it filled up too quick. I'm not able to, wasn't able to get a seat. But I mean, there's there are master Cicerones coming down there, which to kind of tell you how hard it is to obtain the level of master Cicerone, which is a beer, which is basically a beer expert. Um, there are less than 30 master Cicerones on the planet at this point. Wow. You have to take, you have to go through a lot of education. You have to take, you have to pass a lot of tests. Uh, just, just with my, you know, just with my Cicerone, I had to go through six months of education and pass, uh, a three-part test myself. And they've now, <clears throat> they've now actually put a new level in between, Cicerone and Master Cicerone, they now have Advanced Cicerone, and that test right now, people are actually, that is, right now it has a 30, a 30% passage rate. Holy So, crap. I mean, this is, this is not an easy thing to do. The people who you're going to listen to here, and it's the same way with the sommeliers, uh, the wine sommeliers, when you see a Master Sommelier, you're, you're talking about people who have really put their heart and soul into these things. The Master Distillers, uh, I can tell you I've been lucky enough to sit in uh, a small room with some of these master distillers and listen to them at a private party and the just the knowledge they have on spirits, on wine, on beer. It's it's amazing to hear them speak and the, the knowledge they, they can impart to you. Uh, listening to, I mean, uh, Jimmy Russell, who's actually going to be down there, who is a... Whoa, when's, when's he going to be down there? What's that? He's going to be down there in October. When? And, October. and uh, Jimmy Russell is, I was lucky enough to be at a small dinner that was hosted here in town gobble, to listen gobble. to that man talk. And you want to talk, that man has forgotten more about bourbon, Kyle, than you and I know. <laughs> oh, you, 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 you should require, I'm, I'm going on October too. I'm going to be down there. I mean, that's, there are so many opportunities. The you know the food and wine festival. It's great to go around to the booths, everything. There are so many people coming down there uh, to speak on this. You know, to speak on the topics of food, wine, spirits. I'm beer. just amazed. Uh, on, also, they have. I'm uh, just amazed on what it takes to be a master cicerone. It's, it's. Uh, it's unreal. I mean, and, and the same with being a sommelier. I mean, uh, I you know I I have friends who have achieved the rank of sommelier, and it it took them you know it again it took them months and months of education. I am hoping to get my sommelier status, and I am still studying for that. I have to say though, I, because I would love to be a cicerone and a sommelier. I think the last master's but, test that um, I had to take, all I needed to do was put uh, worms on fish hooks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, you funny man! I see what you say, but we can no say because well, we already we already offended the kids once this time. We can't do it again. I don't get it, so I'm gonna just carry on. Well, you never answered uh, Kyle's question of what, what, when will he be there? Because he's going in October. Jimmy Russell. 
say it's going to be mid-October. So Ooh. you think you may actually get lucky, Kyle. He may be down there around Which the time. Which means, Kyle? Back. Yes, I'm going down the 18th. So, yes. But there is... Uh, Kyle, go on and check and, and order even, right away. Uh, get on tomorrow at 7 a.m. and 12. Yes. WDW. 407 WDW Dine and book that. They will, they'll be the ones who can let you know when he's going to be there, Kyle. And Okay. I'll, I'll look at that one up. Um, also, uh, it, even if you're not into, uh, you know, a lot of the, you know, master distilling, if you're not into, you know, the spirits, everything, there's, they actually are ha having chefs out there from a lot of the, they're having a lot of the executive chefs from the Disney Resort restaurants. Who are coming out there? Where you can take again? It's the seven, you know, seventeen dollars, and it's a forty-five minute class. And if even if you're just maybe a beginner chef, they give you tips on how to cook duck, on how to cook pork, on how to cook uh, beef. They have a they have a different topic every day. And okay, it just, something there's, about there's so something about being of. in Disney World and having a um, seminar about how it, cooking duck just doesn't sit well with me. <sighs> Well, duck's tricky to cook, so Donald can get over it. Donald's gotten over a lot in his years, so he'll be all right. <laughs> there are a lot of ducks on property, so he's got plenty. So there's a lot, a lot of ducks to go around, so you won't miss a couple. You'll be all right. It's like having but, fish uh, at the coral reef. You just—it's bad form. It's bad restaurant. Don't even go to coral reef. Oh, but that chocolate yeah, death by chocolate. Bad form is picked up a That menu. chocolate dessert they have there is amazing. Well, you go to see for restaurant and get chocolate. Yeah, never, never mind. I go yeah, for a steak. The best thing they have, the best thing a seafood restaurant has is chocolate. Warning. <laughs> but <laughs> it'll be uh, the one thing I'm actually looking forward to. Also, is the the craft beer selection in Disney Springs has now improved. So. Uh, f beware, folks! I will be inundating the Mickey Dude social media uh, the second weekend of September with copious amounts of food and beer and spirits picks, and, and every once in a while interspersed probably with um, a stupid fat kid, which would be me. <clears throat> Excellent. Anything man, else? Speaking of, you're uh, looking. Kyle, go ahead. Speaking of beers, man, I was well, my last trip down there. Um, I didn't see a lot of good beers at the kiosk. Before I went down there, at least two or three beers at the kiosk around the world. Well, not Magic Kingdom, obviously, like you know, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and you know, Kingdom has some pretty good beers on the kiosk. But last time. I mean, his past trip seemed to be very lacking. A lot of uh, Bud Lights and Yinglings and stuff like that, but no good. Not even one crab beer, at least nothing at all. Y'all noticed that before? Well, one of the your uh, one thing is I know that they sometimes dial back when they start looking at when they start redoing a lot of the a lot of the beers for food and wine. So it may have been just a lack of supply, so things may have run out. Uh, uh, the one thing I know a lot of people have been in an uproar about, uh, which I talked to one of our, I believe it's one of your fellow runners, uh, uh, Ms. Lauren Mueller, I believe, Dave? Yep. Mm -hmm. 
Shout yes. out to Lauren. Uh, she was asking about the uh, about the Le Fin du Monde. Yeah. And I know Pat has been furious about the Le Fin du Monde. And, it, you know, and honestly, so am I because so am I. and Le Fin du Monde are two of the – I mean, it's – Le Fin du Monde is one of the best beers probably on the North American continent. You're and, correct. And Unibrew is a it is probably the best representation of a Belgian brewery on the North American continent as well. Uh, but one of the big things is Le Fin du Monde, which was just a regular go-to beer right there on the walkway, that is a 9% ABV beer. So that is a tripel, which means you are you are getting into dangerously high ABV territory for a beer. And I'm willing to bet that this it, it honestly has legal team written all over it. You can almost smell it. Uh, which especially since they replaced it with Moosehead, which averages out to about a four point five or five uh, five zero at the very most. Canadian bud. What's that? It's Canadian bud. Pretty much, pretty much. It's uh, it it you could definitely tell. I it, it most likely may have been a legal issue, uh, or who know. I mean, it it could have been many things, but especially with that, I've noticed a lot of beers. They're starting to tail off of offering the high ABV beers because they also they also used to offer used to be able to find Napa Smith Hop again in a lot of places. You're starting to see Hop again. Uh, what used to be there, which is also an Imperial IPA, which also was an Imperial uh, a high ABV beer. You're you're looking at high eights, low nines. That is now starting to be phased out. You're starting to see more sessionable beers. You're starting to see anywhere from the mid threes up to sometimes with some of your IPAs, you'll see the mid sixes. I th it, one of the big things also is they're getting people to drink more too, because if you have have lower alcohol by, by volume beers, people will buy more. Right, yeah. The, the kiosk, and like around the beer selections were going down, but still I can go to resorts and, or go to the bars or lounge. It'll be the same. Nothing, nothing changed there. There is no more La Fin de Man at uh, the Wave. Convergence. Wow. That is... Ugh. I understand maybe taking it off the path so it's not just a regular walking around beer in the parks, but to take, I mean, to take Le Fin du Monde, to take Trois Pistoles, to take any of Unibrew out of Canada, they are amazing steak beers. They're amazing bold flavor, you know, bold meat beers. That, it makes, ugh. Uh, that's, uh, all I know is there had to be a few angry chefs because those are great food pairing beers. Is Unibrow flight still available at uh, Le Cilier? Honestly, I do not know. Let's see here. And my good old South Carolina internet is moving slow, so excuse me. Now, Dave, did you actually say that it used to be uh, at the Wave? Because I was not a I've, – I've never uh, – well, I, I, 
I've never eaten there, unfortunately. Well, though we're, gonna, we're actually going to be trying to hit the wave. Uh, we're we're going to try and hit a few new places, and I would love to be able to hit the wave. On I've this actually time never eaten at the wave either. The wave is my go-to bar place because you know me. Uh, I have a Tables in Wonderland card, and I refuse to when I have a car to park at the TTC. So what I do is I go over to the Contemporary, I valet my card, I valet my car, I have a drink at the Wave, I pay for it using my Tables in Wonderland card, and then I go off to the Magic Kingdom, and when I'm done for the night, I return back to the Wave, I give them my uh, claim check for my car along with my Tables in Wonderland receipt, and I get free valet parking, so... That's how I end up always going to the wave. And at one time, I was would go, and there was La Fendemont on the menu. A couple times I asked for it. It was still on the menu, and they said they were out of it. And then recently I was there, and it just was nowhere to be found on the menu. So I guess it was phased out. Huh. That's... I will see a, a uh, unibrow flight. At La Cilie, but on the menu, you still have five Unibrow selections. Unibrow, Unibrow, whatever it's called. I was going to say Unibrow. That's good. At least they're still I was going to say Unibrow is around you. <laughs> no, that's. I'm glad to see at least some of it is still there because a travesty to take that kind of a beer out of a steakhouse because it's... It's pretty. It's it's pretty much made for again bold meats, steaks. I I never liked it. I mean, some people. I mean, again, that's a it, Belgian beers are definitely a very. Uh, it, it's it's a niche taste. It's a lot yeah. like an IPA. Yeah. You know, it's it's a it's a niche it's a niche taste and. Uh, a lot of people I know, or it's almost a no in between. You either love them or you don't. I mean, I don't like Unibrow. I love Saint Barnabas, though, which is a Belgian beer, very heavy Belgian beer. Yes, and they have a Saint Bernardus flight this year at the Ooh. Belgian uh, at the uh, Belgian booth for food and wine, which are I am. You, are you kidding me? Very, no, they have. Uh, it's a Saint. Well, I mean, it's a Belgian flight, but two of the beers are Saint Bernardus. It's Saint Bernardus wit. And it's their St. Bernard's ABT-12, which I, their ABT-12 is fantastic stuff. I'm seeing it right here, right now. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wish list. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. the Leffy Blonde, I'll push that off and ask the wife if she wants that. But I'm taking the St. Bernard's. Yeah, I want, I want a flight of St. Barnabas ABT-12. That's it. But that, it's that and, I mean, just again... Really looking forward to exploring a lot of the new craft beer options. Uh, definitely a comprehensive review of the Polite Pig will be coming for us. Uh, tasting through a lot of their bourbons, tasting through a beer, and of course, all the meats. So, now it's time to put uh, our uh, friend Tim on the spot. Could we expect a... Uh... Prior to Food and Wine, a uh, Mickey Dude's blog on Tim's picks for each uh, kiosk of beer. <laughs> you scared him off, Dave. Ab- no, abs- 
absolutely. You can. <laughs> I would absolutely love to do that. Uh, as a matter of fact, I I have said that I I will be doing that because this is you know a lot of these things. I mean, I'm not you know I I don't make as many trips down as you folks, uh, but if I you know this this is my wheelhouse. This is where I can contribute. So absolutely, I am really looking forward to being able to pump something out like this and throw out what little expertise I may have. You're a Cicerone. You have a lot of expertise. Uh, well, sometimes it's just in the eye of the beholder. We'll, we'll find out if somebody actually likes it or just looks at me and says, ah, you're just talking out of your rear. So hopefully, hopefully my suggestions will help someone. You're a hero, Tim. Yes. I think more of a hoagie, but... but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no hoagie. I've, uh... Ever, ever since, uh... Ever, ever since the... A lot of the, uh... The drop. Um, no, uh, like you said, not many carbs these days. <laughs> gotcha. All right, gentlemen. This has been a blast. Kyle, glad you had a good trip. I uh, excellent trip. Glad to hear that you're gonna get to go for uh, food and wine again. Tim, thank you for that little preview. It was a nice supplement to our last week's episode, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, uh, we have to go around and say where we're supposed to be found on the various interwebs. So, Kyle, where are you? Yes. Um, I am on uh, uh, Instagram at Diz underscore pipe and turkey leg zero one. And speaking of food and wine this year, hashtag no hurricane. And also want to wish Adam over at Three Sheets to the Mouse happy birthday. Yes, we do love the guys over at Three Sheets. And Tim, what about you? You can find me on the Twitter machine at plain underscore Tim. You can find me on Facebook at Tim Schweska. And you can usually find me at the customer service desk at Target because I get separated from my wife a lot and then I get lost and scared. <laughs> I will have to say that when, in uh, regards to Three Sheets to the Mouse, I would love to uh, hear a recording with Tim and Mikey kind of uh, just doing their thing together. The two of them could probably play off each other so well that would be a deadly combination. Yep. Yes. That it'll, it'll definitely be a definitely be a E rating. Oh yeah, show. we'll we'll send them over to their show for it so that we don't have to put the E rating on here. But uh, uh, if you haven't listened to I Three Sheets, you. ladies and gentlemen, go over to Three Sheets to the Mouse. Uh, check it out. It is not for the faint of heart. Uh, we toe the line. We have our little uh, innuendos, but we don't cross them. There, they have no lines. So kind of just it, yeah it works well for us but it's not for everybody and with that i can be found on facebook at dave koch on twitter and instagram <laughs> at figments reality you can find the mickey dudes on twitter at the mickey dudes we have a um, facebook page where we uh, send out all of our show information and you can find us on instagram at the mickey dudes podcast ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening have a sympathy do that day.
You've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon. Innuendo. You know what an innuendo is? That's an Italian suppository. <laughs> There's a dad joke for you. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.